What's going on, man fam? It's Richard. Do you find yourself looking at all the bourbon on the store shelves but don't know where to start or the differences? Do you enjoy bourbon but want to know more about the science, history, and the stories behind the label? Did you know that bourbon is a distinctive product in the United States? It can't be produced anywhere else in the world. And no, not all bourbon has to be made in Kentucky. I learned all of this listening to Bourbon Pursuit. If you think you like bourbon, get ready to love bourbon. Bourbon Pursuit is the official podcast of bourbon. The best source for all bourbon news, reviews, and interviews with people making the bourbon whiskey industry happen. There's three new episodes every week. You can learn the great next bourbon trends, the great bottles, the personalities behind your favorite brands, get all the juicy scoop on all things whiskey. Past guests have included CEOs, master distillers, and brand ambassadors from every major distillery, authors, bloggers, industry influencers, retailers, celebrities, and unique customers who hunt rare bourbons. Take your knowledge from being a bourbon novice to a bourbon baron. Wherever the good stuff is poured, Bourbon Pursuit is just a play button away. Join your host, Kenny Coleman, Ryan Cecil, and Fred Minnick on an epic bourbon adventure. Subscribe and follow Bourbon Pursuit wherever you get your podcast. Weekly recommends. Welcome in and a happy new year again, ma'am fam. And we didn't do a weekly recommend this week. So we wanted to do something special and do like a yearly recommend. We did this a couple of years ago and then, uh, you know, things were different and we, uh, you know, had to talk about the Udor Rex. You guys know what Recommendations for 2020 were uh, surviving. That's it. Just like getting out of it. Okay. That's the main. Yeah. Enjoy life. That was the recommend. (laughs) Enjoy your family. Yeah. Uh, Get a dog maybe. That was my main. I did. I did. I I got a dog right before that and it helped me greatly. So that would be my recommend for, for anyone. But we're here to do a yearly recommend and we've each got five things. And if you're joining us for the first time, if for whatever reason it's your first episode to listen to, we do weekly recommends every week in which we each give something that you need to check out that week that we've been maybe watching, listening to, reading, something like that. But we're picking five things each to recommend that we enjoyed this year. I don't know if all of your things came out this year, fellas. All of mine did. Uh, I tried to keep it to yeah, things that I came out in 2021. Yeah. Okay, cool. So perfect. And uh, I think we can each just give our five instead of just go one, 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 because uh, we'll be here all night if we do it that way. So uh, who wants to start here? Richard, do you want to start and uh, just kind of go over your list? Yeah, I've got kind of want to tell the story of my year in a way. Sure. Um, Just like stuff I listened to, stuff I read. You know, I read a lot of stuff um, more than anything else, but like I – you know, not all of it came out this year. So I want to, but, uh, so we'll start with books and I've got a couple albums and one TV show. Um, so with books, my, I've talked about a bunch of episodes. My, I got really into soccer this year, this year and last year, but really got into a lot of soccer books this year. So these kind of have uh, a soccer theme to them, but I think they're, you know, they're kind of like they're, well, one's a memoir and one's kind of like a money ball type book where I think you would find it interesting if you're not, interested in soccer and all sorts. Um, and that's that first. So it's called the Barcelona complex. I think I recommend it on here by Simon Cooper. Um, it was a great, great journalist for the financial times on both sports and not sports. But, um, he wrote this book very, and he's the luckiest man in the world because he wrote this book about kind of the rise and fall of, of Barcelona FC, the club. And, and then like literally the day it came out, um, 
Messi left. And so it was like the best PR tour ever for him. <laughs> um, but it's a really, really interesting book about like finance and um, kind of philosophy of sport. Um, that's if you know anything about that club, there is this like big Dutch influence on it with Johan Cruyff and all this stuff. And so, um, and then it's also like a lot of soccer clubs owned by, um, you know, gr- you know, large group of supporters and things like that. So, um, and uh, this is you know the Catalan versus the traditional Spain, Spain, um, and then like the bourgeois part of Barcelona against other thing. I mean, it's just very interesting, like socioeconomic book. So I, I think. Uh, a lot of people, if you're interested in that kind of thing, would would really enjoy it. But this is like a really just sweet book about, honestly, like the fall of like the north of England financially under Thatcher as London really grew and um, and uh, the the you know all the workforce losing um, you know uh, their jobs and their income and all this stuff and this kind of like young kids you know wish to become an American and, and finding that through his favorite. Uh, soccer club, which is Brian's favorite soccer club, Everton FC, but also through like his love of the Chicago Bears and Michael Jordan and music and all this stuff. Um, so it's a really sweet, I think, uh, touching and really funny book about um, kind of growing up in the 80s and about a really kind of interesting place. We think of Liverpool and we think of obviously the Beatles and we think of um, soccer and we think of all these things, but also, you know, it's, it's a place that's vastly different, not unlike Detroit or these you know, auto towns, um, in the, in the Rust Belt, um, also, you know, with lost a lot of their fortune. So, uh, it's a, a book with that setting. So yeah, I thought that was a really, really well done and really, uh, kind of weighty and heavy book in some parts, but done with great humor as Roger Bennett is, is a wonderful prosist and all that. So that's, that's my second one. How many books do you get through this year? Arby? 63. Nice. Good Lord. Yeah. I think I have up through six. <laughs> 63 is final. Okay. What about you? You probably killed me. This I time. read three no. in like the first month. <laughs> I was slowed down significantly. Slowed like down days. since then. Yeah, I got you. I know. I did 53. My goal is nice. always 52. Yeah, um, it's mine too. Yeah. I probably could have got 54, 55. I, I chilled. Once I hit 52 with like a couple weeks left in the year, I was like, sweet. That means it's I can funny. play a video game or something <laughs> instead. So Opposite for me, I read 10 in the last like 10 nice. days. Nice. Yeah, weirdly. Because I when I get on Christmas break, that's like how yeah. I kind of recharge. And so, uh, yeah. But yeah, cool, man. Yeah. Nice. So those are my two favorites. That, and they were kind of themed um, that came out this year. But but always hit me up on the Discord or anything. for I read a lot of, across a lot of different things. So always happy to recommend stuff. Um, next, I'll do two albums. Um one is kind of local, just one that I had on a ton in the car and stuff, which is Leon Bridges' Gold Digger Sound. Nice. Um, great album. Enough mm-hmm. has been said about Leon Bridges. I'm not really breaking new ground here, but that's an awesome, awesome album that uh, when I just thought of this year, that's what I thought of for some reason. Um, and then the second one is uh, kind of a weird one. I don't know, but it's it's a bunch of different artists, but it's kind of like a jazz symphony album. I got more into intro and music over the last few years. Um, it's floating points. Pharaoh Sanders and the Lennon Symphony yeah. Orchestra promises. Can I? Yeah, I think you dig this one. Um, it's an awesome, awesome like electronic and then jazz and then a symphony all perfectly mixed together in this really kind of crazy um, sonic journey. So uh, those are two albums that I I had on. I would say you know spinning a lot, but also just on <laughs> Spotify only because um, I'm not cool like you guys. And then uh, the last one will be. Uh, a TV show because we covered a bunch of movies and I don't want to give away what movies I love this year. That'll come yeah. later. Uh, TV show, meaning some streaming thing that was more than one episode. I, you know, obviously MacGruber, 
Um, I highly <laughs> recommend. But I I thought that'd be obvious. But I love, man, did I love uh, Only Murders in the Building. So nice. Only Murders in the Building on Hulu is my last recommend. And I'm so pumped for season two. And I thought, I knew I would like that show. And I knew it would be funny because those guys are so funny. Uh, but it was a really good show. It was such a better show than I expected. And so sure. yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. It was like such a, you know, we talked about, Brian, these things that we get excited for with, with like the Oscar films this year were such a letdown. It was such a mm-hmm. such a thrill to have something I was looking forward to actually surpass my expectations in terms of quality. So uh, that's yeah. why that one sticks out to me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you did that one because that was my last cut. So I was, nice. I'm, excited, I'm excited that you. Uh, but most of all, above all these five, MacGruber, the television right. show. Yeah. yeah. And the person. Oh, man. Oh, I forgot that was 2021, man. I needed to redo my whole list. Just make that all five, you know? I, I, I was waiting for one of you guys to recommend it two weeks in a row and just see how many weeks you could keep recommending it until somebody was like, dude, stop. You know, just every week on our Instagram, here, Richard's recommend is McGruber. <laughs> It'd be McGruber. great if I and did McGruber. that, but I also watched it every week. <laughs> like it wasn't just like doing Wait, it. You I, don't? Was, yeah. I, I was like, you sorry, I, I would like to recommend something else, but I spent four and a half hours again this week watching MacGruber again. Yeah. Third right. time. Is that not true already though? Yeah. Like did you... the MacGruber minute. I've only right. done it once, but I'm very excited to rewatch it. Oh man. Yeah. I've done it. I've, I'm, I'm like, I've done it once. I'm like one and a half times, times yes. through uh, so far, which we, we will do an episode before, hopefully before the end of the year here. Trust us. Are you, our fiscal We've seen the tweets. Yes. Right. right. Yeah, the fiscal year of Hollywood. Yeah. Um, we'll save the best <laughs> for last. And so, Brian, hold your list. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just go quickly over some that I've recommended on the show already that I want to double down on. Uh, the Beatles Get Back, obviously. Check mm-hmm. that out. All of the HBO Music Box documentaries have been excellent. Check those out. The uh, Street Gang, Sesame Street doc, the Val Kilmer doc called Val, unbelievable. Um, I'm not going to have any movie uh, documentaries on my list sure. uh, for the end of the year, so this is the last time I'll be able to talk about them or recommend them. Um, for TV, I, I couldn't believe that this was this year because it feels like so long ago. Uh, White Lotus, loved White Lotus mm. on, um, I guess it was HBO or one of those, but yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that one was really fun. And... My two favorite things of the year in terms of content or otherwise are probably things that I'll remember this year uh, is Midnight Mass and uh, Bo Burnham Inside. Uh, I think Bo Burnham Inside is probably the best piece of content I've seen this year or just summarizing these these past few years or whatever. So that that to me, um, I'll, I'll always remember 2021 as the year that that came out. And so my list... Something that's really helped me this year is uh, season two right now is How To with John Wilson on on HBO Max. It's so fun, so touching, so humorous, so genuine. All the things you want in, in a show. Um, it's short, it's sweet, and um, it's great. If you want like a little lighthearted something in your life, that's also kind of makes you think, uh, check uh, How To with John Wilson. And mm-hmm. it's not for everybody, but... It's for me. I, I really, really like it. Um, this my next thing on my list is a, a documentary music doc. Um, in a similar way to the Beatles get back, they discovered some old footage of Tom Petty back uh, when he recorded Wildflowers with Rick Rubin, mm. and so they made a documentary of that. It's called 
Somewhere You Feel Free. And it's Rick Rubin and Mike Campbell and um, some of the other heartbreakers who come together and just talk about the making of that record, uh, which wasn't a heartbreakers record, but oddly was the most kind of successful uh, combination of those musicians because Tom was like, I don't want anyone else to play on my stuff. I like you guys, you know? So it ended up being like when the heartbreakers really came together with their new drummer and things like that. So awesome doc, awesome footage. I mean, Tom Petty's a treasure and, and a legend. So really enjoyed the, the fact that that came out and, Always great to see Rick Rubin. Brian, this one's for you. Uh, Amberland, New York from Pine Grove. Nice. Albums, yes. albums slash, um, you know, movie, whatever you want to call it, uh, mm-hmm. concert movie that they put out on, on YouTube. Watch, had that on in the background a ton. The wife loves it. Um, and great record. And they get to a point in it where it's like a live album. They were them kind of playing in their house that they own up in upstate New York. And gets to a point where they have a guy on piano and and two lap steels at the same time playing on a song, and it's like, mm, oh man, yeah. this is awesome! Because uh, if you like alt country or anything like that, it's they do it really kind of a cool indie spin on it, where it's not too country and it's not too indie. It's kind of a perfect perfect in between of those two, and and that was a really fun fun thing. And there's. The way they record is interesting, Brian. I don't know if you feel this way, where I'll be listening to them or one of their songs come on Spotify, and I have to like look down and be like, is this the live one or the album version? Sure. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they sound identical. I mean, they, they record all their songs live, I think, in the studio, and then their live stuff sounds maybe even better because they refine the songs a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, Amberland, yeah. New York, was, was interesting and excited to see them in concert uh, here coming up. Mm-hmm. That's uh, probably my number one listen to album this year. yeah i mean I, I've, I've got a couple others just like randomly yeah. have on yeah it's just like yeah. it's easy easy one to be to, to it's like a comfort food album you know mm-hmm. it's like yeah a, yeah very soothing like yes it's a little softer than their other which not that they're like a like the guar or something but. yeah the set list is, is is really is really chill yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's great to have on in the background for sure sure um and then my other recommends are all music it was a big music year for me i bought a ton of records and I, I, I think music is certainly headed in a great, exciting direction. A band that I discovered this year out of the UK is uh, called Black Country New Road. They're, Richard, you might like them. They're kind of a, they're like an, a jazz indie, uh, kind of a spoken word kind of a thing going on. And um, their songs are kind of really long and, and kind of meandering. Um, but it's really it's like constantly something I've never heard before. There's a few bands in the UK that are are coming out there like this. There's another one called uh, Squid that I've really enjoyed this year. There's one called Shame that's like a little more punk rock uh, that are awesome. But Black Country New Road is one that I've had on like at night. It's kind of like a Pink Floyd album where it's just so kind of weird and and falling into a sleep with something like that on is always is always fun. So Black Country New Road, the album's called For the First Time, and it's their debut album. So so check them out. They got kind of an Arcade Fire vibe too. So if you like Arcade Fire, just kind of that collective um, aspect of the group where it's a ton of different instruments and arrangements going on and things like that. So check check them out. Uh, another album I want to recommend is from a band in America. And I saw this album, it was actually on 
very high on a lot of end of year list pitchfork and and rolling stone which surprised me because it's a it's a band that's a really kind of a, a scene band it's turnstile glow on and they're like a kind of like a, a hardcore pop punk band you know for lack of a better term but i think their spin on it is is why it's so interesting i've never heard of an heard an album that's so uh simultaneously uh heavy uh slash euphoric slash emotional slash um indie slash poppy slash all of these things so effortlessly from a hmm. kind of a, a a hardcore band like a band you would see at your local pub you know with scene kids doing like a pit dance you know kind of a kind of an atmosphere and their visual nature is is really interesting too they they did this little short film, not a short film, but it's like an extended music video. It's got like three of their songs and some visual. It's about 12 minutes it's called turnstile love connection. Um, they, they control every aspect of what they do. So their Instagram and their, their videos all have a certain kind of throwback look to them. Um, and what they've got going on is really exciting. So check out this album glow on from, from turnstile. If you're into pop rock or heavy rock, any at any in any level i think uh you'll you'll enjoy that one their their front man is something else they just played on seth myers like last week and it was something else so check check out that seth myers seemed to really enjoy it and the last recommend i have is music as well speaking of crazy bands i've gotten really into brockhampton this year too a hip-hop act from from uh from here in texas mm. who call themselves like the 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 world's best boy band <laughs> and essentially just like 12 guys and some of them rap some of them don't some of them play instruments i think they have three guys in the band that just do media visuals creative direction album art music videos things like that which i mean in this day and age it makes more and more sense to have that i know coldplay has had somebody like that in the band like an actual member of the band that's not in the band or not doesn't play music basically for a long time and you know with the internet i think that's just more and more important and brockhampton what they're doing is really exciting too and the album is freaking unbelievable it's called roadrunner uh new light new machine and they did a performance on colbert that uh, i would recommend as an introduction to them called uh don't shoot up the party and so check that out it's just like 12 dudes uh, it's like Slipknot for rap, if if you could imagine that. But like a really good uh, indie kind of youthful version of hip hop. Uh, kind of like, a, do you remember Odd Future, Richard? <laughs> you know, kind of that energy Odd Future had in the early days, where it's like, ooh, this is this is this is something we've kind of never seen, and it's really kind of exciting what they're doing musically and each individual guy can kind of have their own career if they want kind of a thing. So like check a D12. out Brockhampton. Just kidding. Yeah. Like D12. Exactly. Uh, Roadrunner is the album. Cool. But that's, that's mine. A lot of music, a lot of music docs, a lot of music related things. And then, um, Val Kilmer. So there you go. Sweet. <laughs> Can't go wrong uh, with Val Kilmer yeah. ever. That's true. All right, bright guy. Yeah. Okay. I've got five. And then I, as you were talking, can't I, was reminded of one more, so I'm going to cheat and give and give you six. Is it um, 
first one, yeah, I'll give you a little honorable mention. First one, I think was like my first recommend of the year, or pretty close. It is, it's on Hulu. It's Derek Delgaggio's In and of Itself. Oh yeah, that was this year. I feel like you recommended. I know, I know. It was it was 2017 uh, or something. I know, I know. It's it's been a long couple of years. Yeah, it was was first week of of uh, of 2021 for me at least. Mm. Um, It may have come out in late, but anyway, it's it's a record or it's it's. Uh, it's a stage show. I didn't know any, I'd never heard of this thing. I don't care. I about actually not even don't care. I hate stage magicians and sleight of hand and all that kind of stuff. Um, I had not heard of this guy or his act, but he, he has this, uh, it's, it's a recorded version of his show and kind of spliced together from a bunch of other, a bunch of shows put together and he just does amazing stuff. And it's, it's all, I think what I like about it versus so much of the, the rest of, uh, stage magic and sleight of hand kind of thing is it is all story related. Yeah. It's all about him telling a story about himself, but then also about his audience. And he sort of incorporates, he uses card trick. And I'm sure there's somebody I'm sure that, that other, uh, magicians and whatnot. Mind do this. does that. Yeah, exactly. No. exactly. That's what's always so great about Penn and Teller, right? The magic's one thing, but I always right. enjoy the, the banter right. and the stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Always um, about so this presentation. Is, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's this like a carny show that. or a street performer show, right? More than magic. So you, yeah. so you get all that. It's like it's. I was just very. I was fascinated. So the whole thing is kind of about like just the concept of identity, and uh, and he just does some amazing stuff. So I thought about that as you were talking about inside, which was, I'm with you, Kent, is maybe the best piece of content that that I t- saw this year. Um, but I thought of that too, and I I'd kind of forgotten that uh, that that was this year. I had to go back and look at my list. Okay, I've got. Uh, I've got one book, two albums, two TV shows. I'll start with book. Uh, For me this year, the best new book that I read this year was New Teeth by Simon Rich. Oh, yeah. uh, I just read like a couple. I think that was my last book of of the year. It came out in like October, Richard. I can't remember. Pretty pretty close to the end of the year. Um, Yeah. Simon Rich is is, uh, Richard and I's favorite sort of i don't know what would you call him richard uh comedic like, yeah. writer i guess i guess comic story writer or something i don't know it's kind of a unique essay yeah yeah yeah. Uh-huh. yeah they're more like short stories though they're fictional mm-hmm. they're not as like they're not like sedaracy where they're yeah there's like n- memoir or essay to them they're much more right. like a story about a troll in medieval times or something <laughs> and it yes. makes you want to die well you haven't yeah. read, read all of sedaris then that's true, that's true. <laughs> yes it's like just yeah, Simon Rich is an actual genius, and one of, I mean, every short story collection that he puts together, there's yeah. probably there's probably 10 times where I am actively angry at how funny he is. It's <laughs> yeah. just, it's unbelievable how, how smart and insightful and funny he can be while writing about uh, two pirates who <laughs> adopt a toddler or, or whatever else. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. And his stuff, as translated hit or miss a bit to television and film but like mm-hmm. it's he his best medium is to be read and i don't yeah. mean that in like some pretentious way because some people yeah. that's not true yeah. it like read him like it's and it's you can read them in like two sittings like they're so yes. absorbing and funny they're like fairy tales and they're hysterically funny yes yes hits or misses hits and misses which yeah, was a couple of years ago that yeah. to me is his best collection like i died i literally I'm pretty sure I've said this on the show, but I literally could not read that book uh, 
in in this like my wife had gone to sleep and I had to leave the room because I was I was just yeah, laughing to myself and couldn't uh so this one is is not quite to that that level but that's like the funniest thing I've ever read. So yeah. um yes, it's very good. New teeth, very good. I I I love Simon Rich and I hope that if you want a taste of Simon Rich and you have um if you have Audible one of the stories that's yeah. in this book is called Screwball. It's about really funny story. Yeah, it's about Babe Ruth. It's a sort of a <laughs> like a I don't know a a uh, a play on historical fiction in <laughs> yeah, a way. But, I remember um, this one. Yeah, it's so funny, and it's like thirty minutes long. The whole story on yeah. Audible, and I'm pretty sure you can get it for free um, on Audible. But it's it's amazing. So they give you like a little bit of taste of it if you if you want to know what what Simon Rich is. But yeah, New Teeth is, is the book. Um, Two albums for me. Pine Grove was in serious consideration. One thing on that, though, by the way, on New Teeth, especially good if you're a recent parent or a parent. Yeah, absolutely. I still love that I'm not that, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. It's not like any, but a lot of the stories are about having young children. They're still hilarious if you're not, but I I would, as I told Brian, I would imagine if you do have young children, um, that they're 10 times even funnier. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can tell that he that he is a, a recent father, that he's yeah. a new father. He's always um, had done it. Cause like spoiled brats was kind of about being young and, mm-hmm. and affluent in New York city. And he sure. kind of moves through life in these collections. And not right. every story is on that theme, but you know, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. I hope you guys will check it out. Um, two albums for you guys, Brandy Carlisle in these silent days. Yeah. Love that. Always been a big Brandy fan. Richard and I saw Brandy a couple years ago, mm-hmm. uh, in concert. It was fantastic. Yeah. She was great. All of her stuff is great. What I liked about I like it the the last album was it won every award and it deserved it. It was so good. One of my probably ten favorite albums of all time. This one's not quite as good, but it does let you I think I said this when I did the recommend, but it it lets her kind of get a little rock voice a little bit. Yeah. And the last one didn't very much. And so it was kind of nice to hear that side of her voice again. Um and it's it's just a it's a great it's just a really good album from from start to finish. Um it's almost like one of those is like kind of hard to pick a um, a single off of um, in a lot of ways. It's just really good, start to finish. Love that. Um, and a band that I hadn't heard of before until this year, and then had uh, maybe the best album that of, of the year for me is Duran Jones and uh, the oh my goodness, I blanked. It's Duran Jones and the uh, the McGrubers uh, indications. Sorry, oh. it was like implications. <laughs> the Duran Jones and the indications. The album is called Private Space. It is just kind of digging the uh, sort of return of um, sort of soul and funk kind of music. And that's had a bit of a, a, a uh, revival over the last few years. And the, this album just is, a, again, as they start to finish, just it slaps. It's just really, really good. Which you is probably my favorite song mm. of the year. Um, so check that out. I, that was on Obama's list, too. So I felt pretty good about that. Although, big, yeah. yeah, he was a big Brandy guy this year, too. Yeah, so. he always is. He's always you and You know, you and, you and Obama yeah. just pretty much Yeah, we same. hang. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, it's good. All right, two like two v- TV shows, uh, Mayor of Easttown with the great Kate Winslet. Even you hear my idea for a sequel. <laughs> Wait, did you say Mayor of Kingstown with Jeremy <laughs> Renner? Is that what you're talking about? Or? That one too. Also great. Um, also not confusing at all either. Is he just like yeah. firing up threes in that too, or like she should <laughs> yeah. be? Or no, nah, she's a, she's an elbow jump shooter. She's oh, okay. Straight to the elbow, two dribbles. Oh. Yeah, pump fake and go. Uh-huh. That's a whole second season right there. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking. She returns oh, as okay. the coach. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every reaction she, to that. Uh, uh, all right. 
Um, Mayor of Easttown was great. Kate Winslet's great. Uh, Really, I mean, it wasn't a fun show at all, but it was, she was perfect for that role and just really uh, made that as enjoyable as a murder show can be. Just very much felt like uh, one of the British murder shows that we really like uh, typically over the years. So love that. And number one for me is probably my number one piece of content. If it's not Inside by Bo Burnham, it's Midnight Mass. I loved midnight mass so much and i it would never have been something that i would have expected to to dig um as much as i did and i know i went on and on about it when i recommended it a few a few months ago but uh but truly it was i it would get my vote for like every tv thing that it can get i i thought the the acting was fantastic the writing was incredible it sent me down a big like mike flanagan wormhole on his whole uh, upbringing and 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 um, persona and and everything else and and it was um, for all of the horror elements of it, which is not usually my thing. The I just was truly truly uh, amazed with the the way that it handled uh, faith and the 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 close look at those things and just doing that well and not in a God's not dead kind of way. So, uh, dude, I, I rarely loved it. Uh, I rarely get like chills in a good way watching a movie. There were like cert some so many scenes in that where I was like, just it was pure goosebumps, you know, in a good way. Um, I was I was blown away so many times, just like um, you know whether it was the cinematography mm-hmm. or or the script or I I don't know, man. That he had that thing figured out. I went back and watched Hush after, which was um, one of his earlier movies, like a slasher movie. It's it's got his wife in it, who's in you know obviously a Midnight Mass, and she plays a a deaf author, and the bo- the book that she's known for in the movie is is called Midnight Mass. So like this is <laughs> definitely something he, he's yeah. working on. That was like a decade ago. So like yeah. it's passion project of a decade that he's he's wanted to do. And man, was that worth the wait? I, I can't believe more people aren't talking about this. I've told a few people about it, Brian, and they're, mm-hmm. they're like, I don't know if I can do it. I'm like, just yeah. do it. Yeah. Just do it. Don't even ask questions. Just trust me on this one. Yeah. It's not what you think it is. And you told right. me that you're like, it's not right. what you think it, it would be. And, um, it was not at all. Just if you go in with no expectations, prepare to prepare. Like even after the first few episodes, it changes a lot. So mm-hmm. give it time. Yeah. Yeah, I've had that same conversation with several people because it, it's I mean, it's not going to be for everybody. It is it does have a lot of horror elements and, and some gore and stuff like that. And some people just straight like literally can't handle that at all. And so it's not going to be for you probably. But if you're if you're like me, I do not like horror movies and, and TV shows. I don't like gore, all that sort of But I can I can stomach it for the right project you know if it's just like this is a really good movie this is a really good tv show whatever the case may be and this one is is true is that it, it is that it's so it's so good and and so i've tried to kind of preach its virtues for people like me who aren't usually into that kind of thing it's it is worth it is worth just kind of closing your eyes and and forcing through a couple of scenes here and there because the payoff is so so good Proof that you don't need A-list actors either. Yes. I mean, yeah. is everyone's yeah. an unknown in that thing, and it is a you know hundred out of ten on yep. on good. So, yep, absolutely. 
But that's it. That's my that's list. All. That's we it. Did it. All right, we did it. That's the uh, yearly recommends. Man, a lot of great stuff for 2021. And 2022 hope, has a high bar, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. I, I was so into be cool the absorbing content. Mm-hmm. I was way more into like content aside from movies this year. My movie Same. watching was, was far lacking. I have some time to make up here in the next couple of weeks, but hopefully we'll get that done. And um, yeah, that's it. I hope you enjoyed some recommends. Let us know your recommends, though, in our in our VIP club or on Twitter at Mad About Movies, and, and stay in touch with us. And make sure and give us a subscribe because we've got a lot more movie talk and recommends coming up in the next few weeks. So hopefully we'll see you then. See you soon at the summer. Goodbye. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I've got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. They're calling again.